Finished. I am finished. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm doing okay. Episode yeah. nine of the poddy. Episode nine. Poddy. Nearly the pod gods. Pod gods. Nearly done. Nearly also. got to uh, double figures now. Double oh. figures make double money. Yeah. Double zero. Double zero. Double oh, yeah. nout. Yes. Um. So yeah, welcome everyone. Episode nine. Um. Thanks for staying with us for this long. Well, uh, we love and cherish every in each one of you. Every each one of you. Uh, episode ten, we'll try and push out of a little uh, greatest hits as well. Yeah. Of the first ten eps. That should be short. Um, and we'll just minutes, smother yeah. ourselves all over you and your mum. So. It's worth saying that that is you will have to pay for that. This is only five pound chicken burger and chips. So nice, such a bargain, and proper nice as well. Best bargain ever, go. Best bargain you've ever. ever got. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Crash Bandicoot Rapid Races mm-hmm. on PS2 for free. For free? Yes. That's not a bargain though, is it? Well, they, they were... just for free? No, I, I, I haggled him down. Because they had they were 20... I think they were 20p. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Even that, what a bargain. Is this that... I reckon that was... Is this Sedgefield... Car boot sale? No, oh. this was... Um, oh, I thought that was... <laughs> well, yeah, it's similar. It was um, at the Parish Hall oh. in Sedgefield. I think it was about eight. And the discs had scratches on. Mm. So they didn't want to sell sell potentially faulty things. And yeah. they gave them for free. What a and nice work, man. worked fine. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. It worked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spilt water all over the studio, me. Oh, man. Not the stew. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. Um... My best bargain ever, thanks for asking. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking. What, come on. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember, trying to haggle. Oh, best bargain ever has got to be these shoes I'm wearing right now, actually. Let me see. Let me see. It's like a brown Doc Martin. Oh, yeah. Like Bob's got them. The classic shoe one. Guess how much they were bought for? Um, Were they bought new? No, no, no. Second hand, but they were like, like. These are like five years old now, and I bought them secondhand. And look at them. Well, um, two pounds. <laughs> Three pounds. Oh, yes. I thought I was being a bit shad and just. Three pounds in scope in Downton. That is class. Unreal. I walked out, I, well, I, I was on my way home, and I just put them straight on. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Vic, and it was, the sun was shining. It was, you know, that was my day. Yeah, that sounds. The gods made that for me. Yes, lad. So, yeah, best bargain ever was that. Yeah. Um, I've also got another kind of retail themed question. Uh, I want to know your favourite supermarket, your favourite clothes shop, and your favourite DIY slash domestic shop. Okay. Favourite um, supermarket is Tesco. Horrible, man. No, no, it's my Tes- second favourite. Yeah. Tesco, I think it's because there's always been, there was a Tesco about. The worst one, I'll say, without shadow of doubt, Asda. Shit. Asda's like... I hate Asda so much. It's it's all the awful people go to Asda. But it makes me sad because that's the the nearest supermarket near me Mm. next year. There's an Aldi, but I do shop at Aldi Um, a lot. Firmly wedged between an Aldi and a Tesco, five minute walk to each. Yeah, Aldi's... yeah, Aldi is good. So you just can't get some stuff there, which is annoying. The, The big Tesco near my house 
Flat. It does every single food I've Flat, ever ever yeah. seen. I've ever used, you know what I mean? Like there's probably more in the world. Yeah. There is more in the world, but like I've eaten everything I have ever used or eaten is definitely in there. Oh god, it's bloody man yeah. fantastic. I love going around. I love doing a big food shop yeah. on my own. And like that test taking about two hours. Yeah, and went like a massive Tesco as well. Yeah. It's like wow. It's yeah. just so I love I really like lots of quantities of things in a collection. I like it when, you know what I mean? Like, I like looking at stuff in batch. Yeah. Like, loads of sugar just does it for me. Um, okay, clothes shop, what's your best favourite clothes? It's a bit of a, nah, let's not, clothes shops are boring. Clothes shops are. Let's brush over that. Yeah. DIY domestic shop as well, I want to know. Um, B&Q. Better than Wix. Yeah, it's good B&Q, but I'm probably going to go with Wilco. I am. I am. Well, no, you, well, you, you are wrong. It, it, I wasn't asking, like, what's the best shop to do DIY. I was asking the best shop that would go into that category. I wouldn't say it will come And you DIY. enjoy it. But even so, if B&Q knocks it out of the park, mate. I'm, I'm not going to listen to that. Where can you get timber? <laughs> Where do you get timber Where from? Get timber? Hey. To be fair, you can get seeds in Wilco. That's good. Timber seeds. Timber and seeds. You can grow your own timber. Hi, I'm Timber Seeds. Real real when you go out for a meal, mm -hmm. does the person you're with still have to cut up your food for you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's always alarming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. With scissors. Yeah. She has a special out, pair out of back. scissors. Yeah. Uh, yes, recent kind of tragedies in the restaurant world have been, uh, she's had to cut up an omelette for me. The soft, it was a nice, nice soft French omelette. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that's a cut up that's for me. And then um, a stir fry, that's cut that up for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you've been You know so who honest. likes stir fries? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, absolutely. I, you know, I love, I love, I love, I love stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She moved to Birmingham. I guess the thing with uh, me and John was we were all eating stir fry. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. It's the thing with uh, yeah, you. Yeah, you do it better than yeah. I do. Speaking of job, Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Nice segue. There you go. Segway. 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 Um, I've got a little, another excerpt from his diary. Yes, please. Yes, just dive straight into that. Yes. The 24th of June, 1967. Today, the lads and I went for a little trip up Formby Beach. The sun was shining, the sea was shimmering, and Ringo's eyes were crossed. It had all the makings of a perfect Rooney day. Woo! Paul was running a little late, so um, he told us to meet him there. That did mean I had to drive, as Ringo had lost his license. You know, driving through, driving after deer at uh, Raby Castle, and George is too scared of the noise the indicator makes, so he can't learn. Despite this, the drive up was okay. You know, I don't know why he's posh. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite posh. He is, yeah. Um, you are quite posh, Paul. Yeah, 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 thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. George only spewed up out the window once, and uh, Ringo only let out the occasional grunt as he was staring at a postcard that I'd bought him to keep his mind stimulated. We parked up and started walking to the beach, you know. <laughs> George's mum had made us a hamper full of sandwiches and pickled goods, but it was really heavy, so um, George dropped it on the way there and started crying. You know, there's pickled onions and Harrison tears. Flooded the footpath. I told him not to worry and that um, I wouldn't tell his mother. 
and he seemed okay after that. We finally got to the beach, found a spot. Ringo started digging immediately, you know, as you'd expect. George sat down all hunched over, still sniffing over the hamper. Oh! He always gets like that, so um, I thought it was best just to leave him. Everything was going okay, so I could relax and start reading Kira Knightley's autobiography. About an hour, an hour went by when, before John arrived. Ringo had managed to dig about an eight-foot-deep hole, and um, George had started splashing around in the sea, but um, a bit of water got in his eyes, and um, so he ran off crying again, you know. We saw John walking up to us in the distance, and he waved over to us. He was with someone else, though, which was um, a bit strange, because... John's a bit of a John's a bit of a prick, so um, he didn't have any other friends. Oh, hello, you freaks! George, why are you crying for you big ugly baby? And Ringo, why are you digging your own grave? I know you shit at drumming like, but I'm not gonna kill you for it. Ha ha! Just a joke. Oh, I hope you don't mind. I brought me your wife with me, Yoko. We looked over next to John, and beside him was a short Asian woman carrying a badminton set under her arm. Right, I'm just going to say now, Yoko Ono lived in New York. Hey, Paul, you asshole. Do you want to play a game of badminton? John's been saying how you're the best player in the Beatles, whoever those schmucks are. You know, I was quite reluctant to say yes, and I was getting, because I was getting to a really good book in, um, in the book of Kira Knightley's, you know, about her addiction to a uh, matte finish varnish. <laughs> Oh, go on, Paul, man, don't be a boring dick. Yoko's come all this way to play ya. The least you can do is make a bit of effort, please. <laughs> you know, so I caved in and agreed to play one match with her, you know, first to 11, the standard. George helped us set up the court, but uh, managed to get tangled up in the net and started to cry again. So we gave him an orange and told him, told him to go sit under the umbrella so he doesn't get sunburned. We played for serve and, you know, with John cheering on Yoko and Alex James from Blur cheering me on. I managed to win the, win the serve with a devastating smash shot. And I don't think anyone was expecting so that, so that set the tone for the game. You know, it was a really tight game, you know. This is the worst accent I've had in my life. It sounds like John lied. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was a really tight. There you go. It was a really tight game, really tight game, with uh, both of us playing some of the best badminton of our lives, and probably the best badminton that this beach has ever seen. <laughs> I was hitting shots that I didn't even know was possible, and she was returning shots she had absolutely no right to be able to. I was getting sweaty, and I was loving it. It was six each, and we had just played a twenty-shot rally when Yoko missed the shuttle and hit it hit the floor. Hey, man, that was out. My point. Now, now, I'm not being funny because I never am, especially when it <laughs> comes to badminton. But um, I was never fucking out, man. Um, and she knew it, the cheat. And then that prick John piped up. Oh, yeah, sorry, man, Paul. It was miles out. Yoko's point. <laughs> you know, I was, absolute, I was absolutely seething at this point. Um, I even saw them both wink at each other. I couldn't believe I was being cheated out of a point. But um, I'm a man of honour and respect, so I didn't want to make a big fuss over it, so I let her have the point. I was playing shit hot anyway, so um, I knew I was going to win. 
it got to 10 all, you know, next point wins. I could see she was shaking as she picked up the, to serve the cock. I, <laughs> I had it in the bag, guys. When it, ca- when it comes to badminton, I've got nerves of steel. She put up a good game, but I was always going to come out on top in this clash. We rallied for about 30 seconds, playing lobs, smashes, drops, every shot you can imagine. It was beautiful. It works. Thank you. It was getting it was getting a cheeky, but it was a cheeky cross-court shot that seemed to be Yoko's undoing. I played it. I played it with every ounce of energy I had, and when she went to return it, she slipped on the sand. Yes, I thought. Here's my chance to claim victory from this stupid cheating woman. I was. I watched the shuttlecock come out of the sky as Yoko was eating sand. <laughs> I sprinted along the cord and swung back to smash it and win the game. But on my final step, my foot seemed to fall through the ground. I didn't know what was going on. It felt like time had stopped as I fell further and further. I hit the wet, cold ground with a thud as I saw the shuttlecock do the same. Ringo's crossed eyes looked down at me as I tried to figure out what the hell was going on. I'd fell through his hole, meaning I'd lost the bloody game. I couldn't believe it. I could hear John and Yoko celebrating like they just won the Olympics. Oh, get in there, Yoko, you big fucking legend. Thank fuck you beat that boring Doyle. He wouldn't have shut up about it if he'd got, he'd got beat like. Hey, what can I say? You married a champ. I was going easy on that schmuck. How's he? As I lay, how's he talking? <laughs> as I lay on the December. you know, as I lay on the ground in the dark, deep, dan, sandy hole, occasionally with sand hitting my face as Ringo kept digging, I promised myself that I'd never forgive those two for what they did to me on this day. I will have my vengeance in one form or the other. By the time you get to Saturday night and you're drinking a beer or having a little bit of Chinese, you're all of a sudden thinking about Monday morning and what the next game is. We live in a world where we live in a profession where you win a game, you lose the next one, and you're deemed as a failure, and you realise that you always have to be at the top of it and always planning. So, um, We've got a guest this week uh, into we? the studio, yeah. Um, goes by the name of Johnny Ma. Jonathan Ma. Yeah, so wow. obviously we've been reading... Um, couple of his diary entries about his trip of Everest with Van Middleton. Yeah, living good. Yeah, and he, f- he wanted to come in today to, uh, well, they're all coming in, Ant Middleton and Morrissey have come in as well, um, but I think Johnny's t- going to take the mouths up because they're not very good at interviews. Yeah, no, yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, I'll go and get him at the door. Yeah, go on then. Why have you got no shoes on? <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Johnny Maria. Hello, Johnny. I'm here. This is, uh, I've come today, I suppose, because, um, you know, Hot didn't have invited me into studio mm-hmm. um, to read a bit in my diary. But I thought what would be nicer is if I uh, I brought my mates, Anne Middleton, who climbed up Everest with me, and Morrissey, and we can maybe do a bit of a live session. Yeah, that sounds um, good. But I'll just introduce you, like, what the song's all about on that. But I've taped their mouths up because they've got no chat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can't just cool out. They just go too mad. Uh, so I'll take it off when we, when we perform the song. But, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, the diary, like, on day three of the mountain, we just had a little day off. You know, we're just chilling mega. Uh, 
And we had a couple of tough days on Mount Everest. Uh, we spent this day at the, the day. Day. <laughs> The, the camp with Morrissey and Aunt Middleton, um, we used my Fender Everest Master to kind of rehearse this song we'd written um, about our time on the mountain. And then the very, that very same day we recorded it, Camp 3, has, it's got like a recording studio and it was like set up by some Sherpa twins called Keith and Lexi. We were told like eight people had died just bringing the mixing desk up the mountain. Um, and... So in kind of honour to this, we got Keith and Lexi to do some backing vocals in the in the chorus, just to kind of like you know keep those people alive in s- some way or another. Anyway, I'm gonna stop nabbing on because I just want to get into the tune, you know. Uh, so I'll just go, um, just get the sound engineer to play it for me. Just give me a second. Just put the track, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two, one, two, three, four, what's up? What's down? It's a crazy situation. What's green? What's brown? Mountaineering, vacation. It was tough climbing from base camp to camp two. It was tough, but I was saved by an middle turn. Courage and strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Courage, strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Courage, strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Courage, strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Slippy little ice Not very nice I got head lice On the second day Said to the Sherpa with my guitar Without my riffs we wouldn't go far Courage and strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Courage, strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Courage, strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Courage, strength, determination That's what you need to save the nation Hello there! Hello, fucking there! It's me, Manasi! Tried in the vacation! Stuck in a glacier and I found my way out! Climbing into the fucking sky! Climbing so fucking hey! Climbing into the, the fucking sky! Climbing so fucking hey! Courage, strength, determination! That's what you need to save the nation. Courage, strength, determination. That's what you need to save the nation. That's what you need to save the nation. So, yeah, that was Machina wrote with uh, Anton Morrissey. 
I hope you liked it, guys. I've got to shoot off anyway because I've got to go down the mod clinic. Um, okay, yeah. Got some new cho- uh, some new shoes getting cleaned up, you know. Oh, so nice. uh, red, white, and blue, yeah. No. Oh, sorry. Purple. Ah. Yeah. Stupid fucking dingbat. All right. Hey, I'm all gonna right. shoot off anyway. So uh, yeah, nice knowing you. Peace. See you, Johnny. Yeah. Bye. Great song. What, what a song. Chart topper. Where Morris. <laughs> Morrissey's inclusion was. I'm glad he's got out the um, got that crevasse. Yeah, place, it's a thing. Bless us with more tunes. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Deary uh, me. I saw Morrissey in my. I went to Let's Drift a couple of weeks ago. I saw Morrissey. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Just doing a bit of busking. Oh yeah. And I think he was climbing a uh, Scarfield Pike the next day. Oh, fair. He's he getting, must getting be a into bit, it. A bit of money to yeah. throw off the top. Yeah, he must be into it now. <laughs> yeah. Jaws, how they condition them, I know how they condition people, yeah, Jaws, boom, 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 yeah. They're just flying about, you've got a night job works, yeah, sharks, they'll have a look at me and think, yeah, I know how to do them, you punch them right in the fucking air hole and they swim off. Do you celebrate Ash Wednesday? What is Ash Wednesday? The day after Pancake Day. No. Okay. It's <laughs> fine, whatever. What, what is it, what's it meant for? I know Pancake Day is like, where it's at the end of yeah. Lent, so you can have all your goodies again. I think you just eat ash all day. <laughs> And Ash Wednesdays, you just shit ash. <laughs> just, yeah. Because if you eat, if you eat too many pancakes, you just shit ash. Yeah. Shit, shit ash. ash. Hello, it's Louis Theroux here. This is the second episode of my programme, Louis Theroux's Weird Chip Shops. In this episode, I travel to Roncorn near Liverpool to eat at a chip shop owned by a particularly iconic UK comedian. I arrived at the chip shop around 11.59 and bumped into the comedian in question. Now then, boss lies are going steady. I should probably announce now that the comedian was, in fact, John Bishop. John owns the chip shop Land of the Prince Bishops on Bruncorn's main street. I ordered my classic fish cake and chips with curry sauce, and me and John sat down. Tell me more about the fish shop, I asked. Well, you see, now my comedy career's gone down the pan. I've picked up a new pan. <laughs> Uh, me and my son, my son built this place with our scouse hands. It looks pretty normal from the downstairs, but well, well, I suppose you'll find out a bit later what's different about it. At this point, John cracked the joke, What do you call a fish with no eye? As he said this, 19 of the seated area had left. <laughs> Needless to say, I was a little bit scared. <laughs> We finished our fishy delights, then John led me upstairs. What I saw next was completely unexpected. A room full of wax figurines of documentary filmmakers such as myself. In the room were figures such as Trevor Nelson, Joanna Lumley and David Attenborough, as well as Danny Dyer. (laughs) You see, Louie, I just effing love documentary filmmakers. My personal favourite is Paul O'Grady. Paul was set a little bit in the corner, sided by Richard Hammond and Stacey Dooley. I found all of this a little bit weird. <laughs> but you know what, Lewis? Lewis. <laughs> but you know what, Louis? I think you're my new favourite. I bloody love how you just take the piss out the edges of society. I think it's fucking boss, lad. Now I've got you, Louis. I don't want you to fucking leave. I was getting a little on edge, and then suddenly the bishop children grabbed me by my shoulders and sat me down on a chair. Now me and my kids bloody love you, Louis. We're going to make you into a wax figure in yourself. I was absolutely shitting myself at this point. Then suddenly I was covered in hot wax. I saw nothing but darkness and felt sheer pain for five minutes. 
I was sure this would be the end of me as a documentary filmmaker. Until, until the moment when John hastily said, Oh, hey, Louis, we're all fucking done now. That looks absolutely creme, that wax figurine. <laughs> At this moment, John slipped a fiver into my shirt pocket and slapped me on my bottom. I jumped a little and began to look at John angrily. He just laughed and said, Ha, Louis, you're too fucking precious. Everybody loves a slap on the arse and a fiver in the breast pocket. Now fucking do one, boss. I left feeling rather confused, used and uncomfortable. I was certain I would never visit Merseyside or see John again. This certainly was a weird chip shop. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Very nice. Thanks, Louis. I've never made a chicken Kiev in my life. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? You've always got to start somewhere. That's what you can do, Tell. Yeah. Uh, 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 none of these things. Exactly. Um, have we got anything else to add on this episode, Daniel? Um, well, I've got two quest two questions left. Mm-hmm. One was <laughs> they were for they were for um for for what's he called Johnny Johnny, Johnny be left a bit early, early didn't left, he left a bit busy. I think he's scared the mod the mod clinic. Yeah, do you want? I'll I'll ask ask them to you. I'll ask one of them to you. Yes, please. How do you prefer your peas garden, petite or mushy? Garden peas, just regular peas, aren't they? Yeah. And um, petite poire, the petite little ones. Poire, yeah. And um, mushy peas. Mushy peas. Why, why are you comparing those three? Well, they're peas, aren't they? Little peas and peas are the same thing. No. They are. Well, they're not. You're wrong. Well, you're I'm just going to say garden peas. What shit Caps and bird's eye. Mushy peas don't always go. Nice mushy peas. Beautiful. I wouldn't I wouldn't have mushy... Well, actually, yeah. Um, I'd have one of Louis' weird... Fish shops, I'd mushy peas every I time. I definitely have f- mushy peas at a fish shop. I'm just thinking of time when I'd have peas and not mushy peas. Like, wouldn't have mushy peas with like chicken nuggets? Why not? Something to dip them in as well. It's just odd. It's just weird. Oh, it's just a bit weird. It's a bit weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, garden peas. I'm sorry that you're pissed off. You can make garden peas into mushy peas anyway. Just bash them up with your fork. Bash them up. <laughs> Punch them. Abuse them. Um... What's for you, like mushy peas? Mushy peas. So Recent com- convert, by the way. Mm. Yeah, good. Do you know how you make mushy peas? Mush up peas. No, no, no. You, you, just said you put yeah. peas in a bag and then you put them in salt water, like brine. Ah, right. That's why it's like the seaside thing. Oh, nice. And then it's just kind of... It's like cooking them, really. You know what I mean? Like, sous vide. Yeah. That's called. Um, so... Yeah, sous vide. Lovely woman. Who's sous vide? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Suvi. Well, I don't know who that is. Well, I don't, well, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, you got any questions for me? I don't know. Um, Are we calling time? I think so. It's, it's perfect half an hour again, Dan. Perfect. Maybe that's our new time. Mm. Yum, Episode yum, yum. nine. Voila. Continue to love, people. Continue. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Peace, Peace and love. love. Peace and love. I'm warning you, but I've got too much to do. Peace and love. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to stop doing that now yeah, from now on. Stop. I think what we're on, we've got Patreon now. Yeah. Have we? Should yeah, we we'll have plug a, that. Yeah. It'll be the future, but we'll just predict the yeah. future and say, yeah, we will. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. So go go give us all your money. I'll put the links on there everywhere. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs>